0: I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. West and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. West and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to episode 79 of the Change My Mind podcast, or this is 78. Who knows? Who, who can keep track of this? But, of course, I do know that we are part of the Hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse and Geeks Worldwide Radio. I am Wesley Sykes, and coming through the other side of the ether is the Officer Ramathorn to my Officer Farva, Car Ramrod, if you will, Mr. Nick
1: Fryer. What's up, Wes? Also important to note, we're now part of the Midnight.fm family as well.
0: Yes, we are. We're just we're one big shared family here. Maybe maybe incestual. I'm not sure if anyone else is willing to go there. I will. You know.
1: Yeah, I can go there with you. That's a hot
0: trending topic, depending on what sites you visit.
1: I would tend to agree, absolutely. And and that's uh, we were invited by our our former guy in the chair, Tim Weisberg, who runs that whole thing. So happy to be aboard that as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. So now, do we have to have a new nickname for him if he's not the you know resident guy (sighs) in the chair? Overlord? Um, He's like kind of our boss now.
1: Oh, no. I don't like that idea at all. Maybe (laughs) we should rethink this whole thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, But, you know, as as we get into our episode here, we'd like to start things off with a little opening question. Hmm. And, Nick, this comes up from a a weekend that I had uh, on the North Shore visit. Am I wrong to think that roast beef places never look appetizing? I have a double negative
1: in that. I get what you mean, though. I don't know. I've only been to one. I think I've only been to one other place. I, one place I can think of when you're not counting Arby's, of course, and all this. And it was in East Providence. Yeah, East Providence. I used to go there when I was doing like baseball lessons as a kid. I okay. really liked it, but it wasn't overly, it wasn't like particularly fancy or anything like that. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I know I've heard Mac and Goo and Billy and, and Joe and some of the guys in our, you know, our Yorkshire Gooniverse thread that we chat in. I uh, talk about it a lot. And I was like, I just never seen it. I don't know if it is because it's like not like a big South Shore Cape thing. Like, I, I'm not, there's not really a lot of like choices. I know Kelly's roast beef. I think that there's one in Dartmouth. Uh, I could be wrong right by the mall there. There's a roast beef spot. But any anyway, I, I, I never stop and think, like, you know what? I want like a fast food roast beef sandwich. Hmm.
1: Huh. Yeah, I, I guess so. I'm probably in the
0: minority. I think that's like a big New England thing.
1: I mean, I haven't been there. A t- I think it was Miller's was the name of the place, and I I haven't been there a ton. Actually, I haven't been there at all since I was probably like uh, in eighth grade or whatever. My dad used to take me there, but yeah, it was it's fine. So I guess I'm kind of in the same camp as you, but I know there was a place that I liked.
0: It's way down low on my power rankings if I'm going for
1: fast food. You know, like mm-hmm. I'll
0: probably stop at a Subway
1: before I do that i don't get why people hate subway so much i don't go there a ton anymore because i ate there so much in college but i mean subway gets the job done yeah it gets the think?
0: job done is cheap it's, it's the slimy deli meats that's that's my issue with it it's well, don't get the meats. deli meats well what, what else do you get the microwave chicken yes no that's, that's even worse
1: like no you know, chicken's like, great that's all i get there mm, eh, i don't know or Maybe get the tuna it. you can never have too much tuna or so i've been told oh nice well done sir well, is
0: is this the prank show? You're pranking me right now.
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but you know, I, I think that's the me. Thing. I think I'm just coming to the conclusion that I'm a picky eater. That's probably
1: mm. probably what
0: it is here. But another conclusion. Uh, Mark the segue counter one in my in my book here. This week we'll be discussing our top comedy cult classics, and I think what we're going to give uh, try to give a definition of what that actually means. Mm. Um, I think that's kind of up for grabs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we always struggle with definitions, things. Not, not our forte here. Right, on, right, exactly. We'll let the program. people
0: decide. You know, I believe we should be called the People's Podcast from here on out.
1: Well, I know we're now the prettiest podcast of the hashtag DorksharedGooniverse. That's
0: true. We're just a couple of peepees, huh?
1: That's- <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, oh, sure. Whatever, whatever. podcast,
0: that. you know. People's oh, yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. You know, Pretty podcasters, right. TV my mistake. Alliteration. Yes.
1: Right. Yes. There you go. I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> But, but before uh, we do that... yeah,
0: Yes, yes. Well, actually, you, know, you do it. You take it away.
1: Okay. Before we do that, Wes, we trend. And starting things off with the best news that we have seen in a long while, and I saw this from IGN, and I know other places have picked it up as well, but the X-Men, the animated series producer, Larry Houston, has had talks with Disney mm-hmm. about reviving the series. I mean... I, okay first of all how do you feel about this before you so, get anything else? So
0: this is exciting but this is like holy grail type stuff that we're yes. dealing with right so yes. this is awesome but i feel like can it possibly surpass my childhood memories of that show you know that i feel like there's a, a possibility for a big letdown factor
1: ah so for well okay that's fair. for our age i think that's fair i think for the young generation now people who you know are we were you know what I mean? Like, the people who are 12 years old now, it, yeah. it could be huge for them. I think this is the way you kind of bring the X-Men to them, where for so long it's just been, you know, movie attempts that nobody appreciates unless you watch the show as a kid, really, and maybe some people who read it. So I don't care about them, though. It's all about me. Absolutely. You sound just like, uh, just like <laughs> Mac, actually, come to think of it. Now, this is from Larry Houston. We've had talks with Disney, but that's about it. We've made conversation, and it's up to them to make the decision, but we've let them know... That we're all available for whatever they want to do in the future i'm so honestly dude so i re-watched this as soon as we got disney plus it was the yep. first thing that i did one of the highlights and, of disney plus absolutely and i think there are five seasons the fifth one i don't i didn't remember this at all it was awful like the animation just like the, obviously the animation's basic back then compared to what we see now but Good God, what it was in in that season five! I guess their budget got cut. I looked all this stuff up, and it was it was brutal. And there were some other issues too. I guess the way the episodes were released, some things were out of order, and that happened on Disney Plus too. I don't know how they didn't fix that. That was that was a little frustrating. But outside of that, I love the show. I love Rogue. I love Gambit. Wolverine. All of it. Everybody. I mean, start to finish, uh, from season one to four. Not counting
0: yeah. five. Yeah, exactly. And, and I've said this before, but the Murph storylines with Wolverine is something I remember all the time. Uh, I love that. Or, or is it, is it uh, Multiple Man? I forget I forget who it is, but the, it was the guy who could, like, shapeshift. He had the the black the brown leather jacket on. Oh, like uh, Morph. Yeah, Morph. Morph. Morph, Yeah,
1: Morph. Murph. Yeah, okay. Multiple I was, I was man, there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you're there. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I love that storyline a lot. That that one always kind of sticks out to me as, as, like, one of my favorites when I think back about that show. Yeah. Uh, Okay, we'll stay with the X-Men here. This is uh, from the site We Got This Covered, um, and they actually correctly reported the She-Hulk Disney Plus show Mm. uh, and that a Robin Hood remake is in the works at Disney as well. So that's kind of a little bit of backstory with them. But they're reporting that uh, Marvel was once considering Shia LaBeouf to play Moon Knight, Moon Knight, excuse me, but uh, now they want him to play Iceman in the MCU's new X-Men live-action film.
1: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. I, lo- I actually really like the idea of him possibly playing Moon Knight. I think when I first heard it, because this is not the only time it's popped up, I was, eh. But knowing how Shia LaBeouf can kind of get a little nuts, mm-hmm. I felt like he'd, he'd be a good fit in the grand scheme of things. How he would look as an actual vigilante in this case, I don't entirely know about that. But the acting is more important, I think, when it comes to, when it comes to this sort of thing. Iceman, I think he has more of the look. But personality-wise, I just don't know if he fits that. I mean, if he, we're so used to – I feel like we're used to him getting kind of amped up, and he's going to be very toned down in this, you know?
0: Yeah, so I you know, I love Shia LaBeouf. I've loved, like, some of the recent movies that he's done, too. I think I, his little mini renaissance that he's having right now I thought was kind of cool. Um, but – you know, I I see him more as Moon Knight. I don't I don't know, man. Like that, I think you hit that spot on. Like, I feel like that would be a really good uh, role for him. Perfect, kind of. He, he's kind of taking these, um, you know, like Matthew McConaughey type roles, where, where he really wanted to get, get these like off the beaten path type characters, so he could kind of really like go go do full McConaughey with him. Yeah, but I feel like that's kind of what what I see in Shia LaBeouf too. And if I'm not mistaken, they were looking for you know, a a Jewish type Zach Efron character. I believe that was like the mold that they were looking for, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. and I believe, Sh- you know, well, he's not Zach Efron. I believe he might be Jewish, so that could be, uh, you know, a, a note in that right direction. But the Iceman thing, like, I, I know he's, uh, you know, a popular character among so many kids, people our age, and especially going back to uh, the X-Men animated series, right? Um, but I, he seemed a little bit more, like, dry. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't seem like he had a whole lot to him, you know, kind of like a boring character, although he has cool powers. But you know, he's not like overly eccentric or anything like that. Um, so that's that's kind of where I feel like this wouldn't be like something that he would want to
1: do. I've it's never been check. Yeah, I've never been a big Iceman guy, and I'm sure whatever interp- when when they bring him in, they'll do whatever interpretation they want because I know they've messed around with the character a little bit over the years. Keith's a big Iceman guy. Now they're off this week over on hashtag Dork. But mm-hmm. I'm sure when when they come back for I think it's their 200th episode, maybe not. I don't know. At some point, he's gonna have to weigh in on that because that's one of his favorites. I'm curious how he feels about the idea of Shia LaBeouf taking on that role. Because I, I mean, sure he's a good actor and everything. I just, again, you know, it's 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 Marvel. You know, can you? How much can we really question them? Blah blah blah. But it just it on the surface, it doesn't seem like the fit I would expect. No,
0: it, it doesn't blow me away. I mean, listen, I, I, I would like to see Shia LaBeouf in, in the MCU, you know, doing anything. I think that would be cool. You know, I won't sure. complain about that. But, you know, if, if we're going to be picking nits here, you know, it, it mm. just doesn't wow me. It doesn't it doesn't seem like the, the perfect fit.
1: I think that's one of our – one of the things that we do is we absolutely pick nits. Yeah. What else we Yeah,
0: doing? exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, as a callback to what you brought – something you brought up earlier, can you tell me about this whole Cardi B uh, – song that's coming out. like like is there background information aside from the song because i am mystified by this thing.
0: well well you're
1: familiar Maybe with B. the word yeah of course absolutely yeah,
0: and, and her background you know she's a uh, very voluptuous singer uh mm-hmm. very, very sensual singer r&b rapper her and uh, Nikki
1: don't get along which breaks my heart right yeah there's
0: definitely a feud i believe there was a shoe that was thrown at some award show or something like that yeah there was there was an assault uh you know committed i think that night Uh, and also megan the stallion speaking of assault she was recently shot in the foot but she's uh kind of come on the scene and um you know i think she's very much uh, cut from like a similar cloth as the Nicki minaj's the cardi b's of the world but they released a new song it's very raunchy the video might be even be raunchier um, maybe even dare I say, "quote too hot for TV." Yeah, I, I think I just said that. But there's oh some WAP, and WAP is an WAP is an acronym. W A P. Would you like to take a
1: guess at what that is? No, because the only time I ever heard WAP is, is a derogatory term towards Italian people.
0: Right, that and that would typically mean without papers. That's W O P. Uh, but WAP oh. is wet ass. Um, oh how do, I, how do i say oh certain, uh, je ne yeah. quoi yeah uh, i get you what you mean i think yes. i
1: can figure it out
0: yeah so it's uh but but you know i think like huh. the, the edited version might even be uh, a little bit more raunchier instead of uh wet ass you know yeah uh it is wet wet and gushy uh which i feel like is far <laughs> more descriptive and like you know i feel like, like high school kids like you know, mm. know all the swear words just by logging on to like Call of Duty or something like that. You know, like but wet and like that is uh graphic and descriptive in, in many yeah. ways. You know, they had a new video out, uh which is also, you know, all the rage. I believe Kylie Jenner makes an appearance on there. Yes. Um and I, I thought that maybe uh as two, you know, 30 something approaching yeah, thirties, uh you. guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, you know, we're all we're in the same vicinity, you know. Yeah, same vicinity, uh, but
1: let's be honest here.
0: Maybe we could do like a short little reading um, of, of some of the lyrics here for, for maybe some of the folks at home who have not heard this song.
1: Uh, oh, God. You sure you want to do that? All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, you know I'll you or here. Or why don't you take the take lead? Yeah. You go ahead. I got
0: something pulled up here. And if, uh, if you don't mind, uh, no, not <clears> at all. Uh, let me clear my throat here. Um, swipe your nose like a credit card, hop on top. I want to ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Hmm. Spit in my mouth, look into my eyes, this is wet, come take a dive. Ah, huh, okay. Uh, that's uh, a reading from the uh, Book of Wop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. I'm going to try and find one that's, all right, I'm just going to do three lines here. This is actually the intro. It okay. sounds so much worse coming from us, too, by the way. <clears throat> there's there's some whores in this house. Haul up. <laughs> St- I said certified freak seven days a week wet ass <clears throat> make that pull out game weak woo ah
0: yeah <laughs> that of course I believe is the chorus uh, if, if uh, for those of you following at home oh uh, now, now this is the uh, this is Megan the stallion uh, in her second verse uh, gobble me swallow mm. me trip down the side of me yeah mm. uh, quick jump out. Before you let it get it inside of me yeah i tell mm. him where to put it never tell him where i'm about to be huh mm. i'll run down on him for i have run it on me pow 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 <laughs> uh all right i'll, I'll do one more <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> this now is, this print, is the, the like tots uh mike michael scott's tots
1: this is, so this is a third verse. And I think this is, I think Megan the Stallion, the Stallion is in this a little bit. This is, I think it's mostly Cardi B. <clears throat> Look, I need a hard hitter, need a deep stroker. <laughs> oh my god. Please Continue. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> All right. serious. <clears throat> need a henny drinker. <laughs> need a weed smoker. Not a garter snake. Oh, need I need a king cobra. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> With a hook in it. Hope, it. hope it lean over. He got some money. Then that's where I'm headed. <clears throat> A1 just like his credit. Mm, mm-hmm. He got a beard. Well, I'm trying to wet it. I let him taste it. Now he's diabetic. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, don't, I don't want to spit. I want to gulp. I want to gag. I want to choke.
0: Oh, my God. This is, <laughs> this is so much worse coming from us. I feel like if we had any sort of rhythm or sing song about us, um, we might be able to pass this off in a more like rhythmic way. Um, I thought it was beautiful. When, when it's just the words, it's so raunchy. It's so raunchy. It's mm-hmm. so raunchy. <laughs> uh, i need to put the hat down low here i'm a little a little blushing i'm a little red in the face
1: <laughs> oh man i so for those who, who uh, I, actually nobody knows the west doesn't even know i'm not looking at Wes in the course office. i can't see this our screen I'm, I'm reading it off a separate like tab and i was just hoping i would survive this whole thing without laughing too hard hmm. my god you got me there man on that yeah. one that got me there. Um, that's tough Oh God. Yeah. So there you yeah. go. This, uh, Cardi B and Megan's the stallion as done by Wesley Sykes and Nick Fryer.
0: Yeah. And, <sighs> and maybe we could make this a running thing. Just do some, uh, you know, some, some raunchy reads every now and again. Yeah. Uh, yeah that. I, I think, I think this was a healthy, I
1: think this was therapeutic for a lot of people. I, I do too. I do as well. I'm, um, yeah, I feel like almost cleaner yet dirtier at the same time from right. having I, done it.
0: I definitely need a smoke
1: and a shower. Mm. Uh, yeah. oh that sounds oh god now now i'm getting yeah, all excited all right nice. all right let's the so- <laughs> Look at that. oh my god that is synergy right there all right that's so <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> we'll keep this quick dc this week has dark knights death metal 3 coming out everybody i've been reviewing the first two issues and obviously the legends of the dark knights all all of it's been awesome very excited to get this coming um, I'll have the review up on Geeks Worldwide, and I'm sure I'll touch on it a little bit more in TLDR this week with Doc. Uh, I know he reads The Batman's Grave. I, I may interject. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, nice, right? People helping right. people. Exactly. Uh, the Batman's Grave, which Doc is a fan of, Issue 9 comes out this week. Then we got Detective Comets 1025 and Batman and the Outsiders 15, which I have been reviewing. We'll see if I get to that this week. Darth Vader 4 for Marvel and Star Wars fans. That's coming out this week. You also have the next issue of Marauders, X-Force, Venom, Amazing Spider-Man, and Immortal Hulk. I didn't realize Mortal Hulk's are on issue 36. It felt like oh. they just started last year. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of excellence that's coming out on Image issue nine comes out. I've been telling you guys about that for a little bit. Maybe at some point I'll talk about that on TLDR. I'm not reviewing that. I'm kind of just enjoying it. It's, it's a little bit of a different experience for me. And I'm um, just you know, still wrapping my head around some things on it, but it's really awesome. And then um, the last thing is Boom Studios has a new issue coming out this week, a new a new, sorry, title coming out this week, The Seven Secrets. And that's by Tom Taylor. And he's the guy that's that's written all the deceased stuff. He does Suicide Squad now. He's He writes Injustice. So the man knows what he's doing. I'm probably going to give this a shot just on his name alone. And uh, and then the second issue of the well, Willow-Buffy series is out. I know we got a lot of Buffy fans out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for this week on TLDR's little tease, we're talking small uh, comic publishers this week. In uh, the title that I have, everybody will be familiar with that in some capacity before you've seen that story in other mediums. So, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. intrigued. Yes. Well, maybe I'll tell you after the show. I'll give you a sne- early, well, real sneak peek. You no, know, I like the spoilers. So. Yeah, I know you do. All right, Wes. That means it's time for the main topic. Yes, the main the main dish here.
0: So uh, comedy mm. cult classics. Now, 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 what is a cult classic? Uh, I'm glad you asked, Nick. Uh, Thank you. Webster's definition uh, says it's a noun, oh. uh, and it's something typically uh, that's a movie or book. Uh, that is popular or fashionable among a particular group or section of society. And yeah. to further add to it, this is this is me adding to it here, just for oh. some clarification purposes, I think a quote-unquote cult classic has to be a flop in the theaters and then gain popularity in the
1: TV, DVD era. Well, okay, before you continue and give us an example of it in a sentence, because I think I need a little more clarity, I of think, course. Wes, that you should submit this, to Webster's because that seemed so professional. If you hadn't told me that you wrote that little edition, I wouldn't have known.
0: Well, in my free time, when I'm not reading the King James version of the Bible, I am working on my own definition. It's the, uh, Mary Wesley, uh, web definition. Um, that was a bad joke. That's so that, awesome. that, no, but Don't no, 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 no But so, so, so that's that. No, this is embarrassing. Don't show my name.
1: Well, all, all I was gonna say was was to kind of dig you out of this. Is that so that that's are basically your reading when you're not busy is the King James Bible. Uh, you're working on your own version of the dictionary, and then um, Cardi B lyrics. Right. Yes. Yeah,
0: I like that. That's fair. yeah. It's, it's it's fun. It's good times. But good you know, uh To to use it in a sentence, you know, oh, fan, fan of this cult classic will be thrilled to see it in its original widescreen version how about that
1: Okay. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Does, does that, that
0: help at all? I don't. I don't think.
1: It I does. don't think it helps at all. So I no. guess I spoke a little too soon on that. Okay. So maybe maybe help me work on it a little bit more Workshop. Right.
0: So so we're not we're not doing too hot. At least I'm not in this in this main topic here so far. Let, let's see if we can set some parameters here for our discussion because okay. we, unlike last week, I don't want this to be a contentious debate. We are friends. Uh, we, we want uh, our last our two weeks. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, some parameters here. So, we each made a top five list. Uh, maybe you've heard of this before, um, and then we'll add in some honorable mentions along the way, and then we'll debate this top five list and come up with a consensus for. Uh, and again, I believe huh. we're the first to ever do this, and then have your the Twitter we- vote on this a
1: little bit later. Should we? I'm just throwing this out there. For some reason, the term Mount phrase Mount Rushmore comes to mind when you say. Mm-hmm consensus for do you think we should try something like that and maybe bring it back to all the other members of the hashtag dork universe because I feel like they they could do something with that too
0: well I think we, we should really tailor our audience to the 1990s newer Yankees fans and maybe mm. just call it the core
1: Four. mm-hmm and then we can talk talk about you know what next episode we should we should talk about nothing but Street Sharks not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I wasn't a huge fan of those Street Sharks right. just stick to that they're they're the real kings of the 90s I think it'd be perfect
0: yeah, and then and then maybe next week we could review murder on the Orient Express
1: mm. oh yeah definitely you know what I don't want to do those I don't want to talk about it like I, like I'm glad we didn't talk about Mulan this week because that's mm-hmm. such a shitty movie I, I I'm gonna I would have complained so much about it though that it was thirty dollars even though I have no desire to ever see it I absolutely would be so pissed if we had to talk about that so thank you for that
0: yeah and, and in the future I think we could possibly do drafts on different things no uh,
1: no, that's out of question.
0: Oh, okay, no, no, all yeah. right. We, we got a draw line somewhere. Yeah, right. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but but those are the rules here. So I think uh, if you are confused, we'd be happy to go over them one more time. But <laughs> uh, you know, top five lists, and then we'll debate it down to two each from our lists. Uh, and then we'll have you, the people, because we are once again the people's podcast. I'm going to get that going. That's gonna in the prettiest a thing. podcast in the
1: hashtag yes, Doorshare universe. That's true. Yes.
0: So, and then, and then we'll have you, the the people, vote on it. Yes. Um. So so, do you want to go down with uh number number five here for, for yourself, and we'll go kind of tit for tat?
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I'm going to start off, and this is definitely my number five. Um, Mr. Dietz came out in 2002, made 37.1 million. Uh, And its opening weekend and 126.3 million overall. Now I understand those numbers are pretty good, and actually I think they're the best on my entire list. Part of why I have them down at five, but at the same time it's a 5.8 at IMDb, and I I this is one of those movies that I watched an absolute shit ton as a kid, Wes. I think because for my parents it was. You know, it was funny enough for them, but at the same time, you know, I I, in two thousand two, how old was I? That would have came out. I would have been like around ten or twelve, yeah, something like that. Oh yeah. So yeah, in that range. So I'm getting to that PG thirteen. My brother's still young, but it's not that bad where they have to worry too much about us seeing too many adult themes in it. There's some, but not too much.
0: No, I love I love this movie. It's great. Um, you know, Crazy Eyes is awesome. You know, oh, yeah. uh, DZ, you sick ass mofo. You better tap that shit before he starts banging other guys. Booyah, kid. You know, all that mm-hmm. stuff is great. Um, Kathy Bates is awesome in this. You know, like the the whole thing. I think she she plays a really nice character in this. Um, it's it's a really fun movie. It's probably in that second tier after the Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Um, mm. Yeah as far as Adam Sandler was concerned for me, mm-hmm. um, but it's at that top of that second tier. It's probably number
1: three. So I can't go into like, if I'm buying a, a card for somebody, even if it's for a sympathy card, I can't buy one without thinking of Mr. Dietz. Right. And yeah. then my buddy, um, one of my buddies, we, we called him, I think it was Emilio because, uh, mm-hmm. I forget what it was, but because of the Butler, um, right. as a kid. And of course the, the feet thing, I can't look at a fire poker without thinking of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and then John McEnroe. Every time I see John McEnroe, because I, believe it or not, that was his my introduction to John McEnroe was. He retired Mr. Deeds. by the time. Yeah, exactly. And when I was and then when I was a little kid, I, mean, I didn't watch any tennis. So right. that's that's you know that's how I got introduced to him. So I always think of Mr. Deeds when I see John McEnroe.
0: So I, I, I'll push back a little bit, and, and Mac, thanks so much for the gun show here. This is a little, little something light oh, there look at just that. working on. Yeah, just a little something light. Um, you know, I will say 126 million total. I'm not sure if that's so much of a flop for a comedy. You know, I feel like that's that's the uh, what it made so far. You know, I think we can we can allow it. I feel like that's kind of borderline. It's I, a not eight. What do you want? I didn't I didn't necessarily mention this in in uh, prior to this, but I ch- try to keep everything and ensure everything that was under a hundred million.
1: Uh, oh, okay. Well, all my other stuff's under a hundred million. Yeah, Dang, yeah no, no it it's okay. Fine.
0: So that, that's a good start.
1: It's not it's not one of my number, my top two anyway. So I don't give a shit. You can complain all you want.
0: I'm not complaining. I'm just sure maybe like perhaps I'm just nicking, Nick and Pitts here.
1: Mm. Was that what we said before? Nick and Pitts? <laughs> uh, no, was yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, okay. All right. Nick and Pitts. All right. Anyways, <clears throat> you don't want to see any Nick Pitts right now.
0: Uh, oh, I see. I see what you did there. That's nice. Yeah. That's fantastic. My number five uh, is comes from the Farrelly Brothers. Uh, it's a 1996 film called Kingpin starring Woody Harrelson. Uh, mm. you, of course, you've got some um, – oh, oh, what? um Bill Murray uh, appearances in there as Big yeah. Earn, who is you know one of the great all-time sports villains I think in movie history. Yeah. Uh, but again, this uh, this came out in 1996, made five and a half million opening weekend, which sounds alright, but um, went on to only make 25 million worldwide the rest of the way. It has a 50-69 split on Rotten Tomatoes. And again, when we go through a lot of these, uh, you know, internet databases, IMDb's, Metacritic's, Rotten Tomatoes, whatever. Um, a lot of these later movies are done with scores retroactively, so mm-hmm. some of these scores that you're going to see are like may not be reflective of just how bad it did in the theaters, or or how much of a not not of a success it was in the theaters. Right. Uh, but you know, Kingpin is great. It, it, it's really an underrated uh, Fairly Brothers movie. You know, I think you think of Dumb and Dumber and something about Mary and some of those other things. But this one doesn't get a lot of love, but it's always on. The HBOs, the TNTs, the TBSs of the world. So, you know, whenever I find that on the TV, I'm always stopping to see what scene it is, to see if uh, the Amish guy's taking a dump in the urinal or something
1: like that. <laughs> Isn't um, former uh, Boston sports radio legend right? John uh, uh, John Dennis was in. King I, King
0: I believe King. you're. I believe you're correct
1: in that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. I believe you should like to talk about it a lot on the air too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, who oh would? You know. Uh, okay. Whatever. Sure. You can give him an out. Uh, all right. <laughs> My number four. Now I couldn't find the money for this one as much as I, I have two movies from this decade, but I couldn't find the money for this one. Monty Python, 1975. It was re-released in 02 and it only made 1.9 million, but I don't know. I mean, is that a, a knock necessarily? On? I mean, that's what it's forty thirty 30 years later, almost 30 years later. Um, and it has 8.2 on IMDB. But when you look at this movie, you know, it's just the, the money wasn't there. It wasn't in right. there at all invested. To I saw somewhere that was $400,000 put into it. Maybe. I don't know for sure. I mean, it I couldn't could
0: couldn't have been that much money. you know, whatever yeah. the, the times were, you know, what the proper rates were. It couldn't have been that much money. Um,
1: they couldn't afford the horses. That's why they did the coconuts thing. Right. But there's so much stuff from that movie. I mean, even, even from the opening scene. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries, which probably could be in one of the, in that Nicki Minaj song. She could probably pull it off. Yeah, I, that's true. I think that, I mean, that's a quote that I still use. nature say knee, just a flesh wound. What else is there? Uh, oh, the 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 there's the the. Um,
0: well, I think it's a movie that, that kind of like, you know, again, it's like probably it's like the definition hard. of cult, cult classics, yeah. but, yes. you know, it's a movie that I think everyone's father or parents kind of show yeah. their kids, you know, and that's kind of how it gets passed down, too, yeah. because that was, like I said, 1975, probably right in that wheelhouse for a lot of our parents, you know, in that age group and again, yeah. it's, it's probably one of those movies they count down to where you're old enough to be able to like watch it and share it with them, because I remember you know, my parents showing me that movie
1: yeah, my dad showed me that one too, I'm, tr- I'm trying to call back remember back to the, the bridge at the end of the movie, where you have that wizard or whatever that asks you a question, and if you pass you go, and if you don't, you die and there was that like he asks about the average flight path of a swallow or something like that, and then King Arthur responds is it, I think it was, it was an African it's a callback from the first scene of the movie and it was just freaking genius, I had never seen anything I, I can't remember seeing anything like that before monty python and the holy grail but it's not it's it's an outstanding movie i mean it's to the point where i mean again it's like i feel like it was the definition of a cult classic but it's just come gotten to a point now where everybody loves it i feel right. like
0: right no absolutely i think i think that's a Which solid
1: pick why number it's four. four? yeah
0: yeah right obviously yeah <laughs> um so so number four for me uh going back to 2002 yeah. uh to super troopers uh the broken lizard group put this together again uh this hit me right at the right time in, in uh, you know er, early high school late middle school probably around that that parameter uh, 6.2 million opening weekend 23 million worldwide 35 on the tomato meter um so again not really w- well received but again one of those movies that has is so quotable and if you're in that age group that we're all kind of in um, I think it's you know huge. I, I didn't meet a person who didn't like that movie, you know, super troopers, how many guys were going around quoting everything? You know, far Officer Farva is kind of one of those landmark comedy characters I think that everyone uh, kind of associates with the movie. Um and, and again it sparked a, a sequel, albeit a bad one. Yeah, so actually, many how do you feel about that? Later, but it got um, you know, because of the popularity, they were able to get the, the money. I, I believe they crowdsourced it, all, all the money. I believe they like raised funds for it. I could, could be off base about that. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, you know, they, they got the second movie made. And again, it even sparked off the other movies like um, Club Dread, which was okay. Not as good as, as um, uh, Super Troopers Beer Fest, which is probably their second best movie. Then, of course, Super Troopers 2. Um, so, you know, I, I love this movie. I think it's great. You know, the, the, all four characters are really memorable. Um, and and it's a lot
1: of a lot of great shenanigans. So how did you feel about the second one though? No, not, not that great.
0: Now again, it was too late, and then the you know, and by that point, it, it kind of like the luster kind of wore off. Were people clamoring for a second one though? I think. I mean, the way that they oh, maybe I'm confusing it with Beer Fest. No, no. Um, so I think they did want it. I think they did want that originally. Um, you know, but again, it just it took way too much time. Mm-hmm. And, and if it, it took time for it just to even gain in popularity right? Know, in that
1: DVD TV era. Right, right, right. So that brings us to number three. Uh, I've got Slapshot from 1977. Now, have you seen this? Uh, probably only in pieces, not in its entirety. I'm, I'm familiar with it. Okay. My dad was such a fan of this that a couple of years back, actually, we ended, my brother and I got him a Chiefs uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the Hanson brothers. I forget which one, but... He, uh, I mean, this is, um, this made 28 million. I couldn't find any opening weekend numbers, 7.3 on IMDb. Now, for some reason, I don't know why, but this one, and I've only seen this movie once. I know it's weird to put that, uh, that type of movie, um, that type bit. of thing at number three, but I just remember watching this as a kid laughing out loud a ton and, I don't know. I just, it's so weird. It's, it's one of those movies that I, like, it might, Monty Python is weird, but this one was, I don't know, next level strange to me. Um, and I think it is, I just think it deserves to be like, brought up in all this. Um, and Paul yeah. Newman was not the kind of, like, i I was blanking on his freaking name for a second there. <laughs> Paul Newman is not the kind of movie that I would expect him to be in. I Because his cool hand Luke Ray right, is the one that he's most famous for. Sure, yeah. So I, I don't know. I just didn't think it. He
0: has great salad dressings. Yes.
1: Um, I, I think for that really first.
0: Good, really good thin crust pizza, frozen pizzas.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah, good good stuff from Paul Newman. Newman's own. Yeah,
1: so there you go. Yeah, I'm more about my my one and two. So you can go ahead and do your three. I don't. I'm at that point.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Office Space coming in at number three for me. 1999 uh, pulled in 4.2 million opening weekend and just 10.8 worldwide overall. Um, So again, another movie with a huge cult classic. You have Jennifer Aniston working at um, uh, Flingers, I think is the uh, is the name of the restaurant there. Um, so she she's really slinging some heat there. Uh, you know, you got the bobs, you have Michael Bolton, all that stuff. Uh, the, the red stapler guy, like er- everything is great. Uh, Bill Lumberg, you know, a lot of great memorable characters throughout all of this. Um, and, and who doesn't have that, uh, you know, feeling of not wanting to go to work and just not do anything. I, I think as I get older, it's
1: like, that's like my dream scenario is just to
0: mm. wake up and do nothing
1: right? Why not? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a lot of people are doing during this pandemic, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, mm. uh, that's why all my money goes to scratch tickets. Uh, mm. And I'm just slowly waiting for the day to catch that big million, so.
1: So, let me ask you a, a quick aside here, alright? So, if, some, if one movie makes, let's so, let's say, one movie makes $126 million in 2002, gets a 5.8 out of IMDb. And then another movie makes, uh, let's say, like $107 million in 93 four and gets a six point nine on IMDb. Would you say that second one also counts as a cult classic? Yeah, yeah okay. Are you, are you making an audible here? Wait, I'm, 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 just, I'm, just ask, I'm just yeah. asking a question. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. so then so then we're gonna we're gonna introduce something else new to the oh, show okay. to the hashtag Dorkshare Guniverse, everybody. The so you get gonna fire curveball right now. Yeah, so so the I've given you actually my six Five and four now, and we're going to introduce something called the Podcaster's Dozen. Again, I don't think that's oh, something anybody has ever made up wow. before. So, my real number three on this list is going to be 1996's Happy Gilmore, which made 41.2 million and uh, 8.5 its opening weekend, it has a 7.0 on IMDb, and just as a reference, when Wes talks about how some of these movies get better grades now than they would have if necessary if they'd come out or, or if imdb had been around in 96 right. this is from and i got this from uh, wikipedia but owen Gleiberman of mm. entertainment weekly of he gave the film a d plus calling it a one joke caddy shack for the mm. blitzed and jaded although he did he does praise sandler's confident performance and obviously we all love happy gilmore it's one of the That's most worth, rewatchable uh, movies yeah
0: yeah you talk about sports villains again, Shooter McGavin. I mean, he's right up there with Big Earn, right? I'm he has a him. there's a
1: freaking Shooter McGavin parody account. Yeah, it's, yeah. It does. It's, I mean, Chubbs, um, damn, Alligator bit my hand off. I, I don't know how many times. That I, whenever I used to work, uh, I used to give lessons at a batting cage. I still, actually, what am I saying? I still do sometimes. And um, whenever I see someone use a machine, I cannot help but think of Happy Gilmore taking the baseballs to the chest and thinking, "364 more days the hockey season. Gotta right. get ready." Yeah. yeah. To kill a guy with a skate, Dude, This is the tip of the iceberg. Obviously, who hasn't tried the Happy Gilmore swing before?
0: Oh, everyone. No one can ever do it. Mm-hmm. I, I get nope. to see someone, even like on the internet, be able to send a you know a ball like that. Because listen, the game's too hard as it is without you getting a running start uh, into your swing. So I don't, right. I don't know. You so would know you you're go the golf pro here. I wouldn't go that far. You know, I swing a club here and there. Uh, but, but you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Maybe one day I'll get the, the call from the tour. Mm-hmm. uh my number two am i number two right right now is that because you're you on know, two like a podcasters dozen or you could just do it like a top 11
1: like whatever is like easier for you oh oh god you know go with your number two i'll sit on that that's a good idea top 11 okay a, so that so that my number throwing. two
0: comes from uh the 90s yet again 1997 to be specific austin powers international man of mystery uh, nine and a half million uh, on opening weekend and sixty-seven million worldwide. So that's actually a little bit of a better number than I anticipated. But mm. um, it, you know, was not received well in theaters or, or critically upon the first release huh. or initial release. And then, and then only after the next two editions, you know, um, the Spy Who Shagged Me and Gold member made in the in the ballpark of like three hundred to four hundred million each. And um, mm-hmm. it's just a huge cultural impact, you know. The Austin Powers, Mike Myers, you know, you have Will Ferrell in there, all the side characters, you know, for it's, it's a great connection because one, it's it allows like younger people to like me to still find it funny, even though I don't get all the James Bond jokes. Like I didn't like watch all the early James Bond movies, but again, mm. that's something that you can kind of share with your parents. I know it's kind of a, it's kind of a raunchy film, but I think it's appropriate, you know. If, 13, 14, 15 years old, and with your parents, you can kind of watch it, and they can kind of, you know, get all of those jokes and all those puns in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, a movie that just really, you know, I know, I know, you can say uh, Wayne's World as as a point of making Mike Myers a star on Saturday Night Live, but I mean, this propelled him into like that next stratosphere.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one, I didn't. I think it's that and Shrek. Those, in Wayne. I know right. Wayne's World. I found that out as I got older. Those are the two movies that I knew him for when I was a kid. 100% Austin Powers and Shrek. Yeah,
0: you got Dr. Evil, you got Austin Powers, you got all that good stuff. No, I, mean, right? the movie, I,
1: mean, I mean the movie Battle. in general, yeah, yes. yeah, Exactly. Not, I, I like Austin Powers. I don't love it like you do necessarily. It's... Oh, see, I was,
0: I was a big Dr. Evil guy. I, I like the uh... Dr. Evil better, which uh, a little known fact, I believe this has been talked about in the Dorkshire Gooniverse a couple times, but I believe uh, Daner, that was originally Dana Carvey's
1: impression of gonna Warren ask Michaels.
0: Um, and then and then Mike Myers, I believe, kind of adapted it and
1: played with it and then uh, took it on his own. How do you feel about him kind of stealing that?
0: I don't know. I'm a bigger Mike Myers guy uh, than than uh, Dana Carvey, so yeah, yeah that's fine I, by d-
1: me. I think of Dana Carvey, obviously, you think of uh, you think of Wayne's World, but the other one, too, is that stupid turtle movie that stunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: Chopping sure. Broccoli, you know, and then you got uh, Ross Perot, I think. He did think he did a good Ross Perot on Saturday Night Live.
1: Okay, sure. I'll take your word for it on that yeah. one. All right. So I the num, my number 2 this is where I'm getting I'm having a tough time here. My number 2, I actually like more. Maybe I should put it in my number one. I like my number 2 more than my number 1, but I feel like my number 1 is more is a better representation of what we're talking about as a cult classic. Does that make sense? Sure. So I'm going to keep my number 1 where it's at, but my number 2 is the movie that I quote the most of all. This okay. actually now this one Again, those numbers I threw out earlier were just kind of random, but oddly enough. You're the shit out of me right now. I'm, I'll be honest. Okay, good. So I'm at my number two, and the numbers I brought up before when I inserted this movie, um, just coincidence. This made $107.2 million in 1994, and it has a 6.9 in IMDb. I just got those numbers out of thin air. This is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, okay? I don't think, okay. there's, a, I don't think there's a movie I quote more. Honestly, I still say like a glove. Oh, sorry <clears throat> like a glove or oh, alright I don't do that one as well. But no. um, oh, you, you think you do the other one better, okay. Have you seen when he parks the car right before he goes to try and find Dan Marino? Yeah. yeah. That is to a T. Okay. All you're right, questioning yeah. You're questioning my like a glove? Wow. <laughs> Podcast is over, everybody. This is just
0: um, a debate that everybody wanted. Yeah, This, this is, is, this is
1: this like where before. I draw the line. Anyways, uh, but no, I love it. I mean, and then, of course, uh, you know, Einhorn is a man. Um, hiding old Mr. Knish. What else is there? Wondering you know,
0: if I you have In theaters, though. Like, I think this was like a big moment, like a big movie at the time.
1: Well, that's why I put it at number two and not at number one.
0: Okay. We're playing real fast and loose with these rules here.
1: Hey, you know what? We're trying new things. We're introducing a podcast or dozen or top twelve. So I haven't decided on that. You know, there's going to be some mistakes made along the way, Wes.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, uh, what's casual. your number one? Well, I thought before we go to our number one, maybe now would be a good time to go through some honorable mentions. Maybe some ones that that didn't make the list. Mm. Uh, call these dishonorable dischargers, maybe. Who knows? Sure.
1: Whatever. That may yeah. work. Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah, I like that. That works.
0: Um, so okay, so this one I couldn't put on there. We, we we discussed, but I again I thought this had popularity, but this made more than 100 million Step Brothers in two, 2008. Um, mm. I
1: thought
0: a big shelf life, like yeah, it made 128 million worldwide, you know, almost 31 million its opening weekend. But it's a 55 69 split on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and again, that that type of movie that just has that great quotability to it, that kind of college cult thing where everyone's kind of watching it at the same time and everyone's quoting one another. Yeah. Um, and, and it's that replayability. You're going to see it on TBS, HBO, Cinemax, TNT. You know all that stuff. USA.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so so it's on there a lot. So it's it's in your face. So I thought well, that was an option.
1: Definitely. And I looked at when obviously that's one. That's uh, when you think comedy. Step Brothers is one that pops up. But I of course think of Ricky Bobby as well. Talladega Nights, and that's another one where it did really well. Montero it did better than Step Brothers did. And review, re, uh, reviews. I think it was like a. I think it gets like a somewhere in the seven range. Because again, I used IMDb. I don't know what this is with this Rotten Tomatoes bullshit. I don't know where <laughs> where that's coming from. I've never heard of that website before. But anyway,s well, it's continue a critic
0: and audience score. You know, it gets mm. everything everything covered, even if it isn't inaccurate. People people look like you know something familiar.
1: Hmm. Okay. Sure. What Whatever. <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night.
0: Yeah, uh, another one. This is a, a big call classic. In fact, it's going to be getting picked up for a series on Peacock now. Uh, *McGruber* in 2010 uh, that made four million dollars opening weekend and then just nine million, nine point three million worldwide. Forty-eight percent, thirty-five percent split on Rotten Tomatoes. And again, um, just a movie that I, I'm not sure. Maybe it, it, it was too smart. Uh, of a of a humor or something, it was so dumb that it was too smart for people. Uh, maybe is is that a possibility? But th- that's what funny. But
1: it. it's funny. But you and Keith and a lot of guys I played with in college all put this on like such a ridiculous pedestal. It's funny. The the thing we did for the, the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse that Billy put together was funny. But I feel like you guys look at it as, like, a top five movie for you all time. The
0: love scene with Kristen Wiig had me in stitches. Like, I was giggling like a goddamn schoolgirl, Nick. Uh, I I lost it. In fact, I I say that that same scene to my wife quite often, and she is disgusted by it. Like, just Hmm. repulsed.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So what do you think would repulse her more that or what our reading from earlier?
0: Oh, uh, see, I think she might find the reading funny. Ooh. Oh, yeah. funny, not
1: not hot. Because no. oh, no,
0: no, no. very yeah. rarely anything that I do that's hot. You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm uh, leaning hard. I'm, I'm leaning hard in that uh, funny category. <laughs> you know. Okay. Uh, how, how about Zoolander in 2001? Again, another movie that sparked a uh, you know long-awaited sequel. Sequel that did not live up to expectations, but made fit cool. almost 16 million opening weekend, 61 million worldwide. Um, again, a movie that has. Is, is well reviewed on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, but again, at that time, I, I didn't think it really caught on. And you got these great performances from from Owen Wilson. You got a Billy Zane appearance. You got uh, you know Ben Stiller kind of hitting his prime for all the movies mm. that he's kind of making. And of course, you get Will Ferrell. And there's Mugatu, which is just an, you know <laughs> just mm. an all time character. I, I think I think he's uh, you know definitely memorable from that villain aspect.
1: Two quotes I use from that movie all the time crazy pills and i actually i actually used that today before we did the show and then i'm not an aMP turner i use oh, that, yeah. that term a lot yes i I'm think not.
0: about that often i am ai am a i'm a left-handed uh, person if for mm. those you don't know i'm i'm handy capable uh, but i i have a tough time doing anything
1: right you weird. say that you mean correctly because i can no, no. get behind that
0: oh, yeah but uh that's, <laughs> that's, rude. that's
1: that
0: uh, every anything in in the right way. Um, go into my list. You know what? Fuck <laughs> off. Okay. Let's, let's go. Going Madison was my next choice, but it was number one. Its opening weekend. Uh, as an honorable mention, we were just breezing right by that. So I, I felt like that couldn't that couldn't be possible. If it's a number one movie, its opening weekend, it, even though it made twenty six million uh, in its entirety length like, in uh, theaters.
1: And you can't do Waterboy either because that one did really well monetarily too. Because I thought yeah, about I, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I again, that's good, right?
0: no, yeah, but I, I don't that movie doesn't hit for me the same way. It's okay.
1: Uh, I only saw it once, but I really like how seeing the talks the whole time.
0: It's it's in that third tier, probably that upper third tier after Wedding Singer, Big Daddy and Mr. Deeds, which is in that second tier for me.
1: Mm, that's fair. Yeah, that's that maybe something that needs to be done. Uh as a Sandler power ranking of movies or whatever we'll yeah yeah there's a lot
0: to choose from there's a lot of crap to choose from too
1: <laughs> yes there is what else you got
0: uh so that's that's it for me for um honorable mentions Do you have anything else you wanted to mention there for for honorably
1: uh, that- uh, no, I, this was doing this list. I will say that before we get to our number ones, doing this list was complicated because you're trying to figure out, okay, where's the money add up where, okay. Then how's the reviews? Oh, well, it's slid All right. Review wise. It's, that was, it was a little bit frustrating at times, but I don't know. And that's where, and then, you know, I know your list. I don't want to double up necessarily. There, there were some movies that you had on there that I would agree with. Um, Kingpin, I thought was a good pick. Um, I think Austin Powers w- for what we're talking about it absolutely makes sense I don't I don't like like hold it near and dear to me but I mean I look at Mr. Deeds and monetarily it did well but it, it's like the, degrading. The so I thought I was stunned Ricky Bobby's like a 6.6 on IMDB I, I just yeah. – I don't know for some reason I didn't think monetarily it necessarily did well but I don't know I mean and, and again Step Brothers too is another one I would have thought would have been yes it's a good fit but I understand why you kept it out because otherwise that's a lock for anybody's list.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it just makes it a little bit more interesting. I think you know, I think mm. we're, we're complex uh, creatures on, on the Change My Mind podcast here. Yeah, you, know, you can't put us into a box. There's 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 nuance to us. You know. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, totally. We're the official
0: podcast of nuance.
1: <laughs> exactly. Not only the prettiest podcast, we're the most nuanced podcast in the hashtag yes. Darkshirt well, I, I would
0: prefer the official podcast of nuance, but but we can work out the semantics a little bit later. Mm-hmm.
1: Where are we at with your number one?
0: Okay, so my number one, uh, this is a personal favor uh, by my, by me. So this is a, a passion project, if you will, because uh, we are uh, the, the, the podcast of passion.
1: Uh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> rewind back <laughs> earlier in the show, and Wes will it'll, it'll, it'll be proven correct. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and <clears throat> back
0: to 2010 for Hot Tub Time Machine this movie was supposed to be the hangover. Like I thought, like another hangover, like comedy blockbuster and made 14 million. It's opening weekend, 64 million worldwide, and a 56% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, not received well, but Rob Corddry is a goddamn star in this movie. I'm not big on John Cusack. In fact, I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of the sequel, Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Uh, in 2015, which did much worse, it was 5.9 million opening weekend, 13 million worldwide, and a 13 percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. But Rob Corddry is a is a tour de force; he's a god in this movie. Craig Robinson is great. They add in Adam Scott. Um, I I even like the uh, the fat, dorky looking kid with the with the glasses. I think he's funny in this movie. Um, you know, some of it definitely gets a little bit played out, and it's you know some some jokes don't always hit, but yeah. for I love rewatching this movie all the time. Uh, again, it's it's available on demand right now if you have Comcast. I know I, I've watched both movies uh, a number of. But oh, you have to pay to watch it. No, no, no. It's for oh, I okay. know okay. Hot Tub Time Machine Two is free. You might have to rent Hot Tub Time Machine the first one for like two or three bucks.
1: I'm not paying two or three bucks to watch that. This is a total West pick. What this is like? Just this is. No, a, I, I it from the top. It, you see, now this was the other element of cult classic: is how popular is it allowed to be? I feel like this this the uh, the cult is a cult of one, and that's you, buddy. It, it sparked a sequel. Yeah, because people do unoriginal things all the time. It's easier to do shit like that. But why
0: if, not? If they thought the movie was so bad. Then why were they paid to do another, pay for another one?
1: Oh God, I'm sure there. Oh God, <laughs> there's got to be a, there's got to be at least fifteen movies where you can say this one before the one before it was shit. Why are we making a second one? There's got to be like fifteen yeah, of but, them.
0: you know, if you're looking to like superhero movies or movies that are like built out to be like trilogies, like some of that's contractual. Like, yeah, no, I'm not counting that. A one-off comedy movie, like by no means would be like, all right, we got to do another one. Especially is one you- that made sixty-five million, you know, worldwide.
1: Okay, Wes, I, this is a movie I, I couldn't I couldn't watch the whole thing. It was brutal. Like I, oh, I think I'm falling asleep.
0: Craig Robinson doing Lisa Loeb's You Stay, You Say is fantastic. One of one of my all time favorite songs, by the way. You talk about like a karaoke song or like a belt out song in the car by your by yourself. Mm. Lisa Loeb, you say. Oh, okay. Awesome. You say I talk slow all the time. So
1: You can keep going? I don't no, want to get in your just
0: way. Just a little taste. Mm. I'm no Chris Schein.
1: I, he, I was actually gonna say Shaman ain't got nothing on you, which means that Kanye has nothing on either, if, which is a tease for something later that you're working on. Um, yeah. All right, my number. Do you have anything else about your precious movie before I go to my number one? No, it's a good time. How the hell did you not include this on, on your list? This is the, this is like a no-brainer. First thing that popped into my head. This is. It said this has to be a cult classic. Because and then I looked at the money and said, "Oh, absolutely!" In 1995, this made 32.7 million dollars, eight million its opening weekend. Now it gets to 7.1 on IMDb, but again, we're talking about a movie that came out, uh, what now, 25 years ago? Is that right? Am I I doing my math right? Uh, Anyways, it's there's no way this would have gotten that good of a grade then. As much as I love the shit out of this movie, and I'm talking about Chris Farley and David Spade's. Tommy Boy. Now I like Black Sheep a lot. I saw Beverly Hill. Is it Beverly Hills Ninja? I think I saw that once, and that was it wasn't as good. Um, but yeah. this outstanding. You get holy shnikes out of this. One of the one of my all time quotes that I, I don't use as much now. As a kid though, all the time. Row ad is a funny word. Um, yeah. One of my other favorite ones is when when David Spade comes back. And his character's name is Richard, I believe. He comes back after he gets um, sprayed with. Um, Fire extinguisher, whatever that white shit is—the foam yeah. by those those country bumpkins—and then and then Chris Fry asked him, "Whoa, did you step into some mud, Richard?" And he said, "Yes, Tommy, I'm the first person to ever discover white mud." <laughs> I said, "Crud!" And he stepped into some crud. And then what was the other one? the thick candy shell line too? All that talking about M and M's non-stop laughs with this movie. Rob like the Lowe.
0: Ambulance when he's going in and trying to make the sale, you know, and then yeah, that, that's,
1: that's oh, yeah, I yeah. could get a good, I could get good, I could get a good look at a T-bone stick by my sticking my head up my a bull's right. ass. Right, yeah, yeah. It's gotta be, but I do to take the butcher's word for it. No, wait. It's gotta be your bull. <laughs> yeah, and then the, oh, and I've definitely had times, I don't know what he says here, maybe you can clarify this, but you remember when he loses his shit um, in one of the he loses shit in one of the sales moments and he's uh, sales pitches and he pulls his hair up yeah. and he says, I want to jerk the wheel. Is it into a goddamn bridge in Portman? Is that a thing? I don't know what it is.
0: Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. To,
1: to I could look that up, but I can never figure out what that last word is, but I've definitely said it before not caring what that word is.
0: So this, I, I agree. This is a complete uh, oversight on my part. Uh, but I will say that, like you know, while I've watched this movie and rewatched this movie, this isn't something like I think to watch, if that makes sense. And that huh. that's more of a me thing. Like it's it's a good movie. I recognize that the cult classic uh, behind it. Um, but but again, complete oversight on my part.
1: Yeah, you know what we should do? Maybe, you know, I know we do the MCU rewatch vault, and I think that was a great original idea. No one's ever done vault type things before or rewatches. Maybe at some point we should go back and watch it, you know, as like a a 90s movie that everybody kind of liked, people thought was funny. Because I have my Callahan auto parts shirt. I think I've worn it on here before for something else we did. But maybe sometime we could go back and do that. Maybe with one of the other movies. I don't know. Yeah, I don't maybe. think anybody else is that. We should, we should again. We should tell some of that. Maybe, maybe we should tell PCP so they can do something like that for their episode this week.
0: Yeah, we we better be jotting these ideas down. We hope no one else steals them. We got to slap a patent on these.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. But yeah, mm-hmm. so that so then my two contributions. Seriously, I'm not going to offer our base tour. I wanted to, I, it, monetarily. It's just it's not fair. And you brought up how it was received. It's going to be Tommy Boy and Happy Gilmore. I think those fit the mold a little bit better. And then and then you are bringing in.
0: Uh, so definitely Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. But I'm I'm looking to win here. So I, I realize hot tub time machine may be more of a me thing. Uh oh. but that is that is my number one. Uh but I'm gonna go Austin Powers International Man of Mystery, and I'm gonna go with Kingpin. Really?
1: You're not yeah.
0: gonna You're not gonna go with your favorite in this? Okay, all right, all right, all right. You know, that, that's right. I should stick to my guns. I shouldn't be swayed by, by the people, even though we are the it's, people's podcast.
1: It's just me right now that's swaying you. That's it. Well, I could be know,
0: totally wrong. I'm thinking about the mob. You know, I'm thinking about the mob that comes. And, and once they come for it, you know, there's no
1: no turning <laughs> back. So, uh,
0: Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, and Hot Tub Time Machine.
1: Um, yeah, lock it up. All down. right. Poll will be up at noon. and Oh, and I will make sure, if, you, if you're listening to this on, let's say, Wednesday or Thursday, you like to listen to us later on in the week. Mm -hmm. I apologize for the last two polls. I've been putting them up at noon on Tuesday and then leaving the whole day. And you guys are voting on debates. And that's, you know, it's something tough to, to, you know, if you're listening or if you're going to vote on it, you want to listen to it. So I'm going to extend the polls. I got chewed out by the hashtag Dorkshire at Gooniverse about that. I didn't appreciate that. Yeah, and, I, and I also
0: think, you know, the wording of, of these polls need, needs to be discussed, too. I well, think then Why we, don't you put up it, the freaking polls? Well, maybe we could have some sort of conversation beforehand say, hey, this is what the poll's going to be. Hmm.
1: How's hmm. that sound? All right, fine. You want to do it, it that way? Ask. Yeah, I, think I think that's good. All right, fine. We'll do it that way. We'll do it your way. Speaking of polls, you ready yeah. to turn into the quarantine corner? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so last week we did our Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter debate, which one thing I'm stunned by this, not so much. I, I am surprised at how many people weighed in on Twitter and how much yeah. they weighed in. But I knew this was a hot topic, hot button issue. Do you not remember the South Park episode where they're playing Lord of the Rings and then they go and they see all the Harry Potter kids and they make they're like, oh, that Harry Potter sucks or whatever. I like Mac didn't know it was a big thing. You didn't know it was a big thing. I, I don't know if Billy or Doc knew it was a big thing. I underestimated
0: the passion of Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter fans.
1: That's, yeah. That that was my uh yeah. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. hey, it's a good thing. I mean it worked out though. It Worked out for the best.
0: Hey, this is this is why uh, this is why we work so well together. You know, there's a little give and take. One for you, one for me. One for you. Mm, one for you we got, exactly. ideas. We got ideas. We steal ideas from other people or you know, we come up with original ideas. Yeah, I think that's what we do.
1: So, I'm trying to find the numbers cuz it's got Buried, uh, I had it pinned, and I... It, oh, here we go. So, for the poll numbers, just so everybody knows... in Geeks World, It was It was close. So, Team LOTR, Doc and myself, ended up beating Wesley and Bill 51, 56.1% to 43.9%. We appreciate all the votes. And Geeks Worldwide had a poll as well, and it was Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. I think the other option was Too Close, or Don't Care, I think was one of the other ones. And it was overwhelming lord of the rings it was over 50 percent of the vote and i think harry potter got like 12 to 17 somewhere in that range it wasn't even and and they got more of a turnout for their vote too i was shocked by that one yeah
0: and i will say uh when you said it was team wesley and billy it was really just billy on that one and he brought such a uh you know a fervor to this podcast that was uh he he said coming into it that he wasn't gonna get upset he wasn't gonna get riled up and it took one question from doc one point from doc to do it and then it mm. was uh you know the, the breaks the breaks were cut at that point
1: so let me a ask you wild card yeah you're right and and that begs a question too and i'm sure other people who listened are are asking the same thing because you're not going to see doc we'll see doc and billy croft paths at least on twitter throughout all this how do you feel about where they stand right now because that shit got intense Oh, it's all
0: good. You know, we're, we're all working with rubber bullets here in the Dorkshire Universe, You know, we, we, we take shots, but we bounce back.
1: You know, it's, yeah. it's all good here. They, at least that's how I view it. Oh, I mean, I, I do it too. I mean, I'm ta- I know how you and I view it. I'm just saying – doc quite you know bringing up bringing politics into our show which you only like to do sarcastically and then you like to bring in the good lord into all the other podcasts which exactly i understand that. and appreciate I'm, I'm behind you on that a thousand percent i want you to know i'm a believer that. of the separation between church and
0: state nick i think we've talked about this before
1: yeah you couldn't be more spot on about that but yeah. billy d and and doc here's the thing i'm going to tell everybody that's listening to this and listens to the other shows in the hashtag dork shared universe ask tell me next time you see those two cross paths on a show but it won't happen again ask yourself why just saying, but outside of that, I did appreciate them being on the show very much. They brought the heat. That was uh, we're gonna have to do stuff like that again with with other members. We've it's been pretty successful for us Remember, we're integrating all the members of the hashtag Dork That was the first debate, right? That we had them mixed. Uh, anybody else mixed in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and just give them a little taste of what we go through on a regular basis. You know. Yes. Yeah, because it ta- it t- it took them a while to wind down from that. Sure. Oh yeah. And, it's, we've gotten good about it, but I mean, you, you've said it. It's like, we're, by the time we get to quarantine course, like, still not cooled down yet. Sometimes
0: you just run too hot. You know, I get this, this flashing pain in the back of my neck shooting down, you know. And I just yeah. Kind of,
1: yeah. 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 I just go blank. Now, there was a lot. A lot of people weighed in. We had uh, Mrs. Davey weighed in on all this. Rossi decided to throw in something that I guess he thought was a cheap shot, but it wasn't really funny. I don't know. It didn't land. Shock of the century. Shime took Team Harry Potter side. Davey and Mac went at it. And I think if we ever decide to do a round two of LOTR versus Harry Potter, because I'm sure we could, we would have to include them in on it, I would say.
0: You know, you know, Doc and Billy might be, like, the undercard for, like, the middleweight title or something mm-hmm. like that, but that was, like, a heavyweight bout right there.
1: Yeah, it was. And, and Davey was getting – like, Davey said actually on the previous episode of Dork before all this shit happened, he's like, if you know – when I'm pissed, you know, like, I, I just – I stop talking. I don't yeah. bring anything up. Now, let me ask you this. The big thing for me that came out of this wasn't the, wasn't the fights or the jokes or whatever. It was Max said he's been trying to figure out for a long time, yes, what's the definitive line of, you know, dork and nerd. And Goose suggested that it's me. Okay, fine. I don't take that as an insult That's whatever. Be fair. Yeah. But do you think that people who are passionate about Lord who take the side of Lord of the Rings is the def- defining line between dork and nerd?
0: Um, no, I think it's when you get down to the nitty gritty, I think you can have nerds on the Harry Potter side or in any book, you know, divergent, whatever, twilight, series, whatever, you know, mm. book or movie, uh, fantasy theories that you want to get into. Um, but you know, I think the nerds from the Lord of the Rings side were definitely showing themselves, uh, throughout. Yeah. I agree with Mac on that one.
1: Guess what, everybody, if there's, a, if we want to refra- turn this into the hashtag nerd shared universe. I'm going to be fine with that. It's not going to bug me. These titles, the only one that would bug me is you call me a dweeb. That'll piss me off. I don't like that. I don't think it fits any of us. It's something entirely different. I don't know what you're doing right now with that pen, but I don't appreciate it. Underline, underline. Okay, just making a quick note. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Anyways. Uh anything else from that whole bit of chaos that that you found interesting?
0: No, no, I think I think we did a good job of it and, and again, uh just, just a great debate, you know, just just a great debate. Uh yep. it, it is an election year, so I think we all need to brush up on our debate skills a little bit yes. because uh, there may not be one in person, you know, you got, yeah. you got two crazy
1: people doing it. So if right. you
0: want, want to see maybe four crazy people hop over to the people's podcast, change my mind
1: yes. and uh, hear the people talk about some passionate things. Passionate. Also known as the prettiest podcast in the hashtag and the more more debates will be coming, but sometimes guys, we need to wind down from it too, because Wes and I are still friends and
0: if I may add, we are the official podcast and nuance as well. Uh, exactly. But, but this weekend, uh, as we are getting to know everyone in the Dorkshire Gooniverse, and and you are starting to get to know some of us, you know, of course, you know, Mac and Goo, and you know, uh, Keith and Davey, but but some of uh, the other folks, the Shimes, the Rossies, the Billies, ourselves, Doc, uh, Doc as well, you know, maybe, maybe you don't really have a chance to get to know us as much. So, uh, I shared a personality uh, test on my Twitter at Wesley Sykes underscore, which in uh, the Change My Mind podcast retweet and some other people took part of. But we had everybody in our thread take this uh, personality test to see which TV character you are. And it was actually kind of like it, it seemed kind of in depth. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think the favorite question to come out of the group is, uh, you know, you had a little slider bar and you, you put the percentages on either end, you know, depending. on it's like, are, do you consider yourself colon? Alpha beta, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. really a lot of self-reflection on some questions like those. But uh, we'll run through uh, some of these, and then maybe uh, we'll give our own psych di- diagnoses of of these George uh, Gooniverse Universe members.
1: I'd love to know what everybody put for for that one. Actually, now that you bring that up, what do the, you mean, the, the alpha beta? <laughs> I know. We should we should
0: find some hacking Uh, that's going here. Yeah. Um, So let's start from the bottom here. We have we have Arvon D, the the all hail the king of ginger ale.
1: Before you reveal his, Wes, some people just gave us their number one. You put it uh, out as the four that the four like matches that you'd want to be. I thought it was the top four. That's what it was. The top four. Okay, I couldn't remember. So you go. So your top four matches. All right, go (laughs) ahead
0: it listed out like ten that gave percentages all kind of within the same realm at least for me that was it was all kind of similar right uh, then you could like organize it by like top Marvel characters or top Star Wars characters and stuff and it would spit you out you know that the, the characters from uh, that you would match up with from those like specific theories or or uh you know franchises. So
1: many shows and movies, but go ahead Wes.
0: Yeah so uh R. Von D, the king of ginger rail. Uh hi Riley, how are you? Uh lovely <laughs> Uh, so thanks, thanks so much for tuning in. I don't you can ignore that. Uh, <laughs> Go uh, ahead. Davey, uh, Jules Winf- Winfield from Pulp Fiction, of course, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, so this this is like he seems like a very serious, no nonsense type of guy. Um, and and I don't know, I I don't know Davey all that well, but it doesn't strike me as that.
1: Yeah, no, Davey Davy likes to joke around a little bit, but there is a bit of a serious edge to him for sure, even whether it's on the air or off the air. He's just well, like there's a line where he's like, "Cut the bullshit." The
0: the debates, right? I think the debate is probably a uh, a good a good indication of that, right? Yeah, uh, but I see Jules Winfield as like a part of the not fucking around crew. Mm. And,
1: like
0: I, I don't, I just don't know if Davey is or isn't. He could be about that life. I don't. Know. Who knows?
1: I think Davy thinks he is. At least I'm not. I don't know if I. I'm not saying this as a slight. I don't know if he. You? No, know,
0: Davey's – Yeah, I mean he's from the himself. live for or die state.
1: Yeah, look, Davy doesn't scare me like Jules Winfield does, but I think that there is like that. I can see that a little bit in Davey. I don't, I didn't think there was a bad, bad one at all. I thought this was a fair match.
0: He's uh, he's certainly lacking in the Jerry Curl department.
1: Yes, yes, deficient there. There's no two ways about it. Uh, you want to take the next one from the bottom? Oh shoot! Yes. All right, let me pull it up. Sorry, I I accidentally X out of it. Uh, oh, so we got. Okay. Oh, we got. <laughs> oh, thank you for giving me this one. This was by far. The most accurate one that we got in all of this. No questions asked. This is Goo, the host of the Mac and Goo program. He got matched with Marvel's superstar, Hawkeye.
0: Yes. Spot on perfect. <laughs> uh, he, he's got the hair down if we're, if we're going from the uh, the endgame era. This is true. Um, does, he, does he have any sick arm sleeve tattoos that I'm aware of?
1: I know he has a he has a tattoo on his forearm, a big one, at least on one of them.
0: Now, yeah, now I would say uh, to to Goose credit, uh, he is much more humorous than Hawkeye is. I don't think Hawkeye has a, a funny bone in his body. I think you know some of the, the comedic lines just almost come out of like a, a sarcastic, uh, angry place. Mm. I don't think that's where mm. Goo derives his humor. I think Goo derives his humor from the
1: nineties. You might be right, but I think you know. I don't know, Wes. I think that it's pretty spot on. I'm I'm having a tough time. Hmm. I think Goo and Goo and Hawkeye. It's like one in the same. It's like the Olsen twins. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah, spot on. All right. Yeah. Okay. Just... Okay. So you you think he's the guy who's you know
0: trying to give up his life, is willing to give up his life?
1: Uh. Well, when all shit goes to hell, you mean, right? Yes. Yeah. Sure. I think Goo would do something like that. Yeah. Go rogue. Turn into a Ronin?
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I'm more worried about the brainwashing. That's that's kind of where I'm concerned. Could be what easily manipulated. Uh, I think that's what, what we're saying. Oh, oh, oh! You think? Yeah. Well, I mean, he does do a show with Mac. That's true. And, and mm. you know, Mac the manipulator, right? I think I think that's one of his nicknames. Uh, it should be. Billy D. Uh, this one I think is pretty pretty spot on. Actually, I think this is good. So he. I uh, Came in with Brian O'Connor, uh, of course, from Fast and the Furious fame. Uh, Paul Walker's character, for those of you who may not be familiar, and Billy just gives off a real like car guy vibe. I don't know if it's the beard and like the the high fade that he's got going on, mm. uh, but he gives off like a, he gives off like a muscle car, like the yeah. rocket sport bike type of vibe.
1: Yeah, I thought this was a good one for Billy for sure. Yeah, that's that's all I got.
0: No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know uh, Rossi all that well, and I don't know this character Angel Batista. Nor do I. So long since I watched Dexter, um, so I think he was one of the side like guys who kind of helped out Dexter, who was a, who a wasn't
1: really that important, and nobody gave a shit about, right? So,
0: and he probably had really awful takes.
1: Uh, mm. And if you notice,
0: you know, maybe uh, we we saw the video that Billy D made that's on cir- circulating on tw- Twitter right now. I think Goo is Rossi's new best friend. Uh, I think I think Goose would take some heat with this Hawkeye stuff and this this recent thing about, about being possibly predictable.
1: Oh, that draft! Um, oh my god! And,
0: and I think Rossi is is welcoming someone else
1: taking the the heat at the moment for this week. Hmm. Well, we can turn that back on Rossi real quick, wait till he opens his mouth up again. But yeah, yeah. either way, anyway, he got cast as an irrelevant character in a, in a show that I've actually never seen, in which that's not about proud of that. I wish I had seen it. All right, this one's weird, and you'll find out later on why I I didn't watch West Wing, but Doc got Charlie Young. I'll explain why it's weird a little bit later as we go up the list. But... I've never seen it, but I
0: know it's the same character from Psych too. He's one of the, the lead characters in Psych. Yes,
1: yeah, so the actors. Yes. I
0: don't know if, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Okay. So what do we got next? Shime. Uh Shime, again. Another show that I, I
0: haven't watched. He played Jack. He he got Jack Pearson from This Is Us, uh, which I it seems like a very sentimental. Yeah. Uh, Sad, uh, emotional type show, and and if you've ever seen or heard Shime do karaoke on W E I Dale and Keith middays, uh, he puts a lot of passion, a lot of emotion into it. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks t- like him too. He's got the long hair and like the beard type thing going on.
1: Yes, he doesn't have that. Whatever's going on with his like chin, he doesn't. Chime does not have that going on. Which isn't Chime looks more like Mike Mike Piazza actually. If you yeah. really think yeah, about
0: it's good. it, it's a, it's a good choice. Yeah,
1: but with. The other thing with Shyam is too, right? He's the songbird of of the generation of a generation, and that automatically makes him a heartthrob. I'm pretty sure that this character again, I didn't watch the show, but I know. I mean, a lot of people liked it, especially couples. And I always felt like the women loved Jack. I always heard about Jack, Jack, Jack this, Jack that. So again, heartthrob Shyam makes sense. Shyam also got a second character, right? That he gave us.
0: Yeah, so he gave us Tyrion Lannister as well. So those seem like two very opposite.
1: Uh, characters. I think Jack is supposed to be wise. So that okay. could be where that that I'm not certain, but yeah, I, I, I don't the Tyrion Lannister and Shime. Shime's a smart dude, actually, but well, because
0: he, he drinks and he knows things. He drinks Trulies and he knows yeah. things.
1: Oh my god, you're yeah. right. That's it. That's it right
0: there. Totally um, makes sense. Matt gave us all four. And okay. he um, got but some of these I don't I don't watch. I didn't watch these shows. So you got Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly, Hawkeye Pierce from MASH. Uh, Omar Little, Little from The Wire and also Bodie from The Wire. And what the one that I find most uh, fitting is Omar Little, uh, of course, played by, oh, Michael. Uh, oh, Give me a second. He's a three-name three guy. He's got the scar going across his face he's in Boardwalk Empire. Uh, oh, I'm me blanking out. But anyway. And, and- uh,
1: uh, uh, shoot, Michael K. Williams.
0: Michael K. Williams. Thank you. Uh, Omar Little, uh, of course, one of the, uh, you know, memorable characters from the wire series, if you've seen it, but he's a guy who goes rogue, who kind of goes against the grain. And, yeah. uh, that's why I feel like I view Mac in a lot of his takes. He's not afraid to go against the grain, go against social norms to do what he feels like is right. Uh, now, is he a black gang banging gay man? the uh, remains to be seen. Oh. Still out. Yeah.
1: I don't, I can't speak to that either way. I know, I, I know Mac a little bit, but I don't know him that well.
0: Yeah, so I think this is our way of get, getting to know them and, again, hopefully getting to know us as well.
1: So that brings us to, speaking of us, our characters. Yes. So I, the reason why I said Doc's was so strange, at least to me, um, he, again, he got Charlie Young from West Wing, was because that was also my number one. He was 90% for me. And Doc and I, of course, do TLDR together. It's just a little weird how mm-hmm. close that was. I also got at 90% Glenn Ree from The Walking Dead, who is a good character. I can kind of see that a little bit, although I probably wouldn't throw myself in a bunch of in a pack of zombies as often as he did. And then lo and behold, spoiler, he doesn't die that way. Uh and then the other two that I was very, very happy about were Obi Wan Kenobi and Aragorn. And I think Obi Wan was an eighty seven percent and Aragorn was also an eighty seven percent. I mean to, how can you – and I actually somehow – I got Mrs. Weasley, by the way, too, if we're talking oh, to Harry wow, Potter and everything. Funny. Yeah, okay. But I, how can you not be satisfied with Aragorn? He's a, he's a leader. He's a king. He's a badass. He freaking kills a bunch of orcs. He's dating Arwen or he marries her or whatever at the end. All of it. How can you not be satisfied with that?
0: Well, yeah. Between it seems like between Glenn Obi and Aragorn, uh, you got you got some leaders. Uh, you got you got some leadership qualities now. And I don't want uh, I don't want to tilt your horn too much. I, I feel like I you don't really leak too much on this podcast. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Uh, I, I like those picks. No, I'm just gonna, mm. I, I think that, that works out well. Uh, I don't I don't know how you rigged the system to get that. I know you're a big Obi Wan and, and Aragorn fan.
1: I don't know. Uh, so okay. I, 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 I'm just calling shenanigans, maybe. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you honestly, for the alpha beta, I put I left it right down the middle. Oh, nice. Yeah,
0: oh. that's a real alpha move, though, because you don't want to commit to being a full alpha, right? That, like, a true alpha would be like the finest one in the room.
1: Oh, okay. That's, that's not like what 3D, I thought that's
0: at like all. a 3D chess move. I like that. Uh, uh, that's all my intent. Oh, crap. Okay, so what do you I, mean? I was pleasantly surprised with my pick. Uh So my top choice was Jim Halpert from The Office. Uh, Nice. Like 86, 87%. I think I can do like an off screen look at the camera like... (laughs) Right? I don't know. Uh, So then you have Bunk from The Wire who's like a little bit of a schemer, a little bit of like a shit talker, a little bit of like a bullshitter. So I think that kind of works. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, I'm red from Shawshank Redemption. Of course, Morgan Freeman's character. Um, who, who's a very wise soul. You know, they, they don't call me uh Wesley, the wise man for nothing. Um, right. So I think that's, uh, you know, definitely applicable. And lastly, Brian O'Connor uh, from, from Fast and the Furious. That's why maybe Billy and I get along uh, so well. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you
1: know, just a little, little bit of danger. A just bit of danger. a little bit. There's yeah. definitely a little bit of danger in you, but I think I thought the helper one was good, but mixing in red, like helper and red, I think is the perfect. I think that, that, encapsulate you it per- you perfectly
0: i have a great speaking voice i've been told uh, from time to time so that know, was not mind. one
1: of the reasons i was saying okay. that but sure well,
0: that, that's more of like a self-opinion people have never really told me that but
1: hmm. Hmm. same yeah okay <laughs> okay there we go yeah. now the truth comes out all right yeah, yeah. Uh, so wes w- this week in the hashtag dork shared gooniverse hashtag dork is off mac and goo did their animated adult shows draft which is featuring billy d how do you in pop culture? pile driver is doing what uh, they're reviewing the 1985 film Clue. Oh, they were an 80s movie. Interesting. Okay, Very interesting. Clues, Clues, a good movie. I cannot wait to hear the bullshit coming out of Rossi's mouth. Yes. Stream
0: team. I, I, wait, I also say, uh, you know, kind of bullshit 200th episode of Dork and they
1: just take a week off. Well, oh, wow. Okay, yeah.
0: well,
1: I think they're put on notice. You know, maybe maybe uh if they were the people's
0: podcast you know they would have they something would, out yeah you know. that is but, so
1: true but. when it comes to our streamers make sure you're looking out for doc uh Davey yes, and in Sh- shime time they'll be putting stuff out i don't know what the deal with stream team is right now because davy's dealing with power issues you know thoughts and prayers to him doc and i will be doing tldr on thursday at eight again we're not doing audio based with that um our audio release with that. We're only doing it on the hashtag Dorkshared Facebook page and on his Twitch stream. And then that is – oh, and you guys – are you guys going to do that Kanye
0: thing this week or what? So I believe Billy, Mac, and myself will be doing the Top 11 Kanye West songs. Nice. Uh, I believe we'll be doing that on a Facebook Live on the hashtag Dorkshared Gooniverse
1: page. Uh, but we still haven't figured out a time for that yet, so
0: that will be um,
1: TBD. So that's why you wanted to bring up the top 11 because you suggested it to them, so now it seems even more natural after people heard it on our podcast right. first. Right,
0: exactly. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, just, just okay. floating it out there. Just wanted to float right. it out there.
1: Good idea. that's. that's, a, that's people like it, way. they can
0: pick it up. If not, you can put it right down.
1: Exactly. So with
0: next week, TBD? Yeah, probably. We'll figure out something good uh but but maybe maybe we'll return to a debate that that seems lively maybe we'll ride that train uh who knows it's hot we are in the dog days of summer so i think we might need to you know keep the temperatures
1: up yeah i like the sound of that so until then yeah same bad time same
0: bad place